Hi, and welcome to episode 25 of No Crying in Baseball. This is it. We're here. The season has started, which means I am obsessively checking the Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League already. And you know who's in the lead? We! My friend Potty oh, Mouth yeah. is already in the lead. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm not going to gloat because there's 160 games left or 59 or something. Gloat while you can because I am totally taking you down. Woot, woot. Well... We're watching baseball. We so is, are. is this amazing? It's like, great. We've it's been great. building up to this moment for but weeks. Have you been watching baseball at possibly inappropriate times? Well, no. I got the blessing from my in-laws. So last night at Passover, I, I, I'm totally appreciative to my in-laws for getting the 30-minute Haggadah. Like, literally, if anyone's been to a Seder out there, you know that these things can drag on for hours. But my lovely in-laws had the 30-minute Seder. And the baseball game in the background, even during the 30 minutes. And when it was done, we got to pay full attention to the Red Sox. So I I very much appreciate that for merging holidays, right? This opening day, festivities for a week, plus Passover and Easter. Throw in a chocolate bunny and I'm all good. Things happened. There were games. We had an opening day. But before opening day. What happened before opening day? We haven't. As we say in Jewish holiday terms, Erev opening day, which means the eve before opening day. Um, I hate to see Salvi sad. I remember I was talking about my boyfriend, Salvador Perez, when he was sad when his friend Locaine left the Royals. He was sad again, and it's heart-wrenching. Eve of opening day, the man has an accident that has a slight tear in his MCL and his knee. Was it drone related? I hear that happens a lot. So this is the thing. This is this like off sport, out of work pastimes, things that you do when you're not in baseball that are potentially dangerous. In Salvador Perez's case, it's carrying a fucking suitcase. The poor guy carrying a suitcase in the steps in his own house. I don't know why he had a suitcase. And he just slipped. And he said, and he, we'll post a video of him actually telling the story. He just looks so pathetically sad, sack. He slipped. He felt a pop. He couldn't move. And that was it. He's out for four to six weeks. Oh, good God. I wish he had people for that, for that whole carrying the, the, the suitcases thing. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you to would hear that. think. You would think. And I can't. Uh, take him off my roster. So we have our fantasy baseball boyfriend rosters, and he was on my active roster, and I've put him on the bench, and I'm going to hang on to him on the bench for four to six weeks. I could trade him. I could get a new player in so that I have more week-to-week flexibility, but I can't bear to lose Salvi. We got past opening day eve, and then there were games, and then our boyfriends did stuff. They did some great stuff, depending on what side of the field you're sitting on. I I guess the cool thing, one of the many cool things about having our league of baseball boyfriends from all these different teams is even when your home team is playing, you've got somebody on the other side to sort of root for. So opening day, the Rays against the Red Sox, it was happy. I had just we had just landed from a vacation and it was exactly when the game was starting. So we pull out our phones and we're watching the game on our phones while we're waiting for the shuttle and things are going great for the Red Sox. And then I see this crazy play with my boyfriend, Denard Spann, in the outfield with um, it, it was a blooper pretty much. And it landed right between him and Kiermaier, the center fielder. But but Span kind of goes under, and Kiermaier dives over, and the ball's kind of in the middle. And it's the it's the co- classic cosmic outfielder, cosmic no, comic. <laughs> That's a classic comic cosmic outfielder play with the ball not getting caught. 
And Nunez, who had hit it on the Red Sox, gets waved around, and it ends up being an inside-the-park home run, sexy, sexy, for opening day. So I'm going nuts. I'm happy about Not my so Red Sox. Not so sexy for your boyfriend in Art Span, but way so much for your Red Sox. Yeah. So I was feeling slightly a little tweak of, oh, I'm really sorry. That's my boyfriend who just fell down in the outfield. But yay, Red Sox. And then we get on the shuttle, and I had to start watching the game for a while, and I missed the, the, the fucking miserable inning where Joe Kelly lets up six runs on one out and has an ERA out the roof at this point. But my husband has to worry about that on his fantasy league, not me. And fucking the, the, the cause of that is my boyfriend, Denard Spann, who hit a triple and got the go-ahead run, I think, with that. So I'm back to yay boyfriend, but Damn I, think it. That, I think those Denard Span points may have been what put you in first place. I don't know. All right. So I kind of have to bite it on that one. That, it just are. sucked seeing the Red Sox lose on opening day, especially coming from being ahead and then losing on opening day. There were other things to be happy about on opening day, though, for me. I think the most emotional was Mike Rizzo my Cubs boyfriend, when he hit his home run. The team wore the uh, MSD Strong, the Parkland High School t-shirts for during warm-up. And so it was on his mind. And they even had the patches on their uniforms. As a reminder, Rizzo is a graduate of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. And, And when the whole shooting happened, he was down there and he was speaking and very emotional about about it and his connection. And we had talked about actually in previous episodes, even before the shooting, how he was connected to his high school and he had paid for the lights for their baseball field. So here he is on opening day dedicating in Florida because they played against the Marlins, right? Yes, they did. So he's around the corner from his home school and he hits a home run. And a home run on opening day is a big deal, but he said it was actually an out-of-body experience, that he was so emotional about this and what it symbolized. He and pointed he, to the heavens when he ran around the bases. So beautiful. So beautiful. Happy story for opening day, along with my pitcher Verlander for the Astros with six shutout innings against the Rangers. And the beautiful thing, this is his first opening day with the Astros. So amazing to get that, to get the ball for opening day. And it shows his settling into that team because he's coming from experience. He had been so attached to the Tigers for so long. And it looks like this combo of him heading the Astros with all these young players coming off the World Series, this kind of energy, I think is going to bode well for a good year for my pitcher. One last opening day shout out to my guy Yadier Molina, our old man on the Cardinals, but amazing player, 14th opening day. And he gets two runs, two home runs, two home runs on his 14th opening day. Yay, Molina. This Yay, is old why. guys. Yay, old guys. <laughs> We're all over that. Well, I had a kind of similar experience that, that you had with the, I've got my home team, I've got my nationals, and then I've got the boyfriend on the other team. That was so fun to watch. I was all over that game and thinking of you. The, the nationals played... The Reds, their opening day was on Friday. It was a day later because of weather. So there was much a lot of focus on it. Everyone was like, okay, it's still kind of opening day, even 24 hours later. Max Scherzer on the mound strikes out seven batters in a row, 10 on the day, which ties Strasburg's record for opening day numbers of strikeouts. Who hits against Max? Who's the one of who course. can hit against him? Scooter Jeanette, my boyfriend on the Reds, which would be great for me 
except for the fact that on my fantasy league, I had him on the freaking bench. None of Damn. those hits count for me. So he had, Oh he my went, God, he I went, was thinking of you constantly. He went three that. for three Holy against shit. Scherzer. He went four for four on the day. None of those counted for me. So the first thing I oh, did I'm this sorry. morning, because they have one more game against the Nats, and he's clearly on a roll, I swapped him in. I actually um, I, I put Scope on the bench, which I feel really <laughs> weird about, but I put Scooter as, as, a, as a starter today because I think he's on a roll right now. So Max did great. Scooter did great. And boyfriend George Springer of the Astros once again had a leadoff home run on opening day, which, you know, it's cool. Yay. There were some other leadoff home runs that happened, except for he's the first player in MLB history to have a leadoff homer in back-to-back opening days. That is crazy. I just got to put a little bit side note in because I saw that home run. And when he's coming up to the plate, right, he's signaling toward, I guess he's buddies with my boyfriend, Beltre, at third. And he fakes like he's going to bunt, which you know is a joke. He's coming up first in the in the batting order, right? So then he, he obviously Beltre reacts to it and he like holds his side like he's pudgy, like inferring that he could bunt and get to first because Beltre is not going to be able to catch that <laughs> it was ball. It's like visual trash talk. Totally. It was, it was cute. It was a big Springer smile. Definitely. I've got to find it and maybe we can post it. Yeah, I'm keeping that boyfriend. He is not getting benched by me. I looked at my list of boyfriends and how they did this weekend, and I'm going to just give a little shout out to two of them that I'm calling my boyfriends to watch right now. Freddie Freeman of the Braves, opening day home run. Again, a lot of people had opening day home runs, but he's also been hitting pretty consistently ever since. So I think he's 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 in a roll. He's, he's, he's on a roll right now. I think he's going to do it. And Zach Cozart, without the donkey, had his first home run as an angel on opening day. And also had a bunch of RBIs the next couple of games. So he also seems to be hitting a stride. Maybe, I don't know if it's being with with the Angels or what it is, but he's having a good day. So these are two to watch and who I am not benching. Did he dedicate that to the donkey? Any donkey involvement? We did not discuss that. I don't believe I don't believe that was the case. Oh well. There's been a couple days since opening day also with boyfriend action and my Rockies boyfriend, Charlie Blackman, I've got to give a huge shout out to for getting back to back home runs in two of his at bats last night, right? In the the 31st. And the the interesting thing about this, it won the game. His I think it was 8th inning was the second one. And it helped the Rockies to avoid losing their first three games in a row since 1994. And so they had. They they lost opening day. They lost Friday. This is yesterday's game that he won. Wait, time out. So since 1994, they've always lost the first three games until this Bingo. year? Bingo. Oh, lordy. Bingo. And 94, I think, was their second year of their franchise history. So they hadn't <laughs> won a shitload. And it was against the D-backs. So that's a big deal for them. So... Power to my guy, Blackman. I love his quote from this, though, because they were asking him about it. You know, oh, check this out. You broke this record or that you saved them from from this record more like it. And he said, to be honest with you, he kind of left the ball over the middle. Like, like what are you going to do, know, right? Whatever. It was a good pitch. I hit it. It went out there of the There were no park. choices here. I had to do it. Another great boyfriend who I love more and more the more that I see him is Yonder Alonso from your Indians. Hooray. Grand slam in the top of the first inning against the Mariners. This is the new guy showing up, and what a way to show up. Francona's reaction to that, though, who I adore, of course, Terry Francona, says, you know what? New guys are new for like 15 minutes here, and then you're just, you're an Indian. He's he's a veteran now, yeah. So he's in it. Hey, 40% off pizza today from Papa John's. Awesome. And you know what? 
Brian Goodwin of the Nationals also hit his he had his very first major league grand slam mm-hmm. yesterday. Very exciting, but it wasn't the first one. That. So that Papa John's doesn't count for him, but we can still get it. Not me, it's Passover. Damn it. I'll have yours. All right. Thank you. Nick Castellanos of the Tigers, my boyfriend, my Tigers boyfriend, had a weird day. Had a very weird day on Friday. The Tigers have only played one game so far because of crappy weather in Detroit. Oh, man. One game. And the one game they played was just tedious and exciting and then tedious and then exciting. And then are we still playing this game? Because he scored a walk-off run in the 10th. Right, they were tied ten to ten. He slides in under the catcher, beats the tag. Everybody comes out of the Damn. dugout. They're hugging him. They're cheering. Everybody's excited. Woohoo! The Tigers won. Only the umpires say, "Hold on, we're reviewing this play." Everybody who I've read about who has seen this play, everyone said, "No, no, he was safe. He was safe. He was safe." But apparently, the powers that be that do the review said, "Nope." overturning the play he was out so who asked for the the review they, they said it was a courtesy review i don't so it know wasn't an i don't know if this was against pittsburgh. pittsburgh i don't know if pittsburgh asked for it or the umpires just said let's just be sure wow. so they had this walk off that then had to be walked back and they had to keep <laughs> playing they played 13 yep. innings and ended up losing 13 to 10 in 13 innings. So I'm really sorry for my my boyfriend, Nick Castellanos, because he was a hero for about a minute and a half. Damn. And and how poetic is that to be tied 10 to 10 in the 10th and then lose with 13 in the 13th? A little eerie. That's a that's a tragedy is what that is. My boyfriend on the Orioles, Jonathan Scope, Scope, Scopey Doo, broke up a no-no. So the the Twins pitcher, Kyle Gibson, went six scoreless innings. He was doing great, but his pitch count was 102 already. So, yeah, so that's really high. So they pulled him out. The bullpen kept that no-no going until two outs, bottom of the eighth. Scope hit safely. Breaks up the no-no. Very exciting for me as someone who has him as my boyfriend. Sorry to see, you know, what could have been, you know, an opening weekend no-no go south. And yet I still bench Scope because Scooter is on a frickin' roll. We have some uh, news to report for people who are not necessarily our boyfriends and yet are still notable. Back to opening day. We just have to say that the very first pitch of this season. The whole season. Was a home run by Cubs Ian Hop. So how about that for setting the stage for another tons of home runs year? Last year we talked about how we were breaking all sorts of records and... Although I got to say it was against the Marlins, so it, it, it you know, it had to happen, right? All right. There's the that. hapless well, Marlins. Well, they still have that statue to aim for in center field. Maybe, maybe that just attracted it. Yeah, um, it's a magnet. And in the former boyfriend, so we had a discussion about this, about who's a boyfriend and who's not a boyfriend. And I feel like I made some cuts and I made some trades. So I'm kind of willing to give up Adam Jones. I think that he's a boyfriend on another team, but I'm going to... Keep a little bit of an eye out for him because he is special. And especially, he got a walk-off home run in the 11th inning. And that was the first walk-off of the season. Not the last by this point, but it was on opening day, I believe. We love our Adam Jones. And the person that you gave him up to is very happy to have him. And and I adore the, the people that I gave him up to. That you gave him up to. Yes. That is true. And I don't think we need to mention Stanton. God, please don't. Everyone knows right, about Stanton. Right, there's those He's dead to me now. Runs, but, you know, fuck it. I have a couple things to report, and they seem kind of Nationals-centric, and I apologize for that ahead of time, but they are actually both newsworthy. One is 
Adam Eaton, who was out all of last year. He was injured in April of last year, had knee surgery, was out for the entire season, is back. And everyone's wondering, how's he going to do? How's he going to do? Leadoff hitter? He's really, he's going to be, he went five for five on opening day. And you told me to take Adam Eaton for my fantasy baseball boyfriend from the Nationals. You were totally right. But I was screwed at that point because I didn't have enough shortstops. And yes, I love Trey Turner and I'm not trying to diss him in any way, but Damn it, what points. He did hit a home run for you. Trey right. Turner did. So that's, that's okay. That's you true. can keep him for that. The other notable Nat this weekend was Matt Adams, who was the first national to homer. And the notable part about it is they were playing in Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. He hit a 460-foot homer. That's crazy. Which is a big honking homer in any ballpark. But it's April. Balls fly the heck out of the Great American Ballpark in June and July on warm days, but they mm. do not do that. So any home, all the other home runs that were hit over the weekend there were like 405. They were like just clearing the wall. And then there was this monster 460. So I'm watching Matt Adams. Cool things can happen with that. Very cool. Right now, as we speak, Otani is pitching. His so first start. I am very curious. By the time you all hear this, you will know the answer to what happened. But his first start, and we were talking about, and you were hypothesizing that he might not even start. He might be going back to the minors because his spring, spring training was pretty crappy, especially at the end. But not only is he pitching right now, but they had him in the lineup on opening day. He actually got a hit for his first at-bat, so power to him. You know, that's a great thing to remember forever, even though he went one for five. But, you know, hey, his teammate Mike Mike Trout went 0 for six. And any day that you bat better than Mike Trout is a good day. It is. And, you know, you make fun of me. Get your drinks in your hand. Get your drinks in your your drinks. You know, you all say that adorable is not a sports word. Not well, a sports word. Well, Jerry Remy has my ass. Because wait, That sounded really bad. Let me say that again. Jerry Remy has my back. Because That's better. Afe, you're going to edit that appropriately. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right. Never mind. Jerry Remy, Remy is with me. Who's Jerry our, Remy? He's the color commentator for the Boston Red Sox. If you have not listened to a Boston Red Sox home game, you must because he's got the accent. He was on the Red Sox. He spent a lot of time playing in California as well. But it, it, he's just got the feel of a Red Sox team. And he called Brock Holt adorable. And that the killer is, I didn't even hear it. It was that Passover time and the meal's going on. And my brother-in-law turns to me and he's like, adorable. He just called Brock Holt and adorable. And everybody around the pass of the Seder table picks up their wine and yeah, drinks. Exactly. <laughs> well, what I did was I turned toward the TV just in time to catch Brock Holt picking his nose. Now that's adorable. It's not adorable. But my husband did back up his brother and he said he they were just talking and they said he was adorable. So hey, I, I've got some backup. If you lost count, that was five or six drinks y'all are taking. Damn, I'm my, just my putting glass that out is there. empty. And That's I am, bad planning. I can't drink beer. And you still have one more story to tell us about a really cool thing. Yeah. That happened. This One is, more this thing. is historic. Well, and this is good because it's against the Yankees. So that's the the. It's killer. historic and, it's, and fun. It's historic and fun. Kevin Pilaris steals second, third, and home in the eighth inning against the Yankees. And this is historic. The Blue Jays have never done three steals in one inning before, apparently. I think, and I didn't fucking do the fact check before we got here, but... You gotta hire somebody for this. But but I think that the last time that somebody stole three bases in an inning was against the Yankees with uh, Pettit. And, and 
I, I got to check on that because also my memorable stealing home against Pettit was in the playoffs with uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, who later went to play for the Yankees. So he was your boy for a while. Yeah, and he then... was my boyfriend that I totally, totally cut off. But Kevin Pillar, huge deal against against the Yankees. And just one more thing about opening day. that I think that one was yesterday, but opening day – they had a moment for Roy Halladay. The Blue Jays. Of the Blue Jays, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the the Blue Jays uh, dedicated their opening day to Roy Halladay, who tragically died in a plane crash at age 40 this past fall. I think it was in November. And instead of doing a first pitch, they laid a baseball on the mound. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Poignant. His kids were there. His wife was there. Uh, it's so sad. So what a loss. What an amazing picture. You may not realize this, but the people that you listen to calling the game, the play-by-play guy, the color commentator, they're all keeping scores. They've got scorebooks in front of them, and they are marking down actual scoring as the game is going on. Usually, you don't notice this. They don't often talk about this. It's just what they do. So they have it right in front of them when they can they can call back to what happened in a previous inning or earlier in the game, whatever. Our pal David Ross is now a color commentator, and I saw him, Grandpa, Grandpa, calling awesome. the game um, Indians against the Mariners. And in addition to being forced to on camera try the grasshoppers and the donuts, really, he did. Oh, he, how cool! He said the grasshoppers were fine, but the donuts were especially good. He had never kept score before. So he had to check in with the play-by-play guy a couple of times about how to keep score. There was catcher interference during the game, and he just looked at the other guy and said, I don't know how to score this. And he's like, E2. It's an E2. Later on, when the Nats played their second game, after, after opening day, their second game, F.P. Santangelo, who's the color commentator for the Nationals on our local station, said that after the opening day game was over and Davey Martinez, first-time manager for the Nationals, had won the game, he gave him a scorecard. So he had That's something so to remember his first win in, in the majors with. I thought that was very cool. Very thoughtful. Davey Martinez, you might remember from last week's interview with Oliveris, they were talking about small ball, right? We had a conversation about small ball rather than hitting the ball out of the park all the time fundamentals, strategy, bunting, advancing the runner, stealing bases, you know, doing all those small things and doing them really well. Davey Martinez's Nationals won their first game under Davey's tutelage playing small ball. They what? won 2 nothing. They had two amazing oh, two pitchers. Okay. They had they had two amazing pitchers. So they they weren't going to be hit. no one was going to be hitting it out of the park, but it was a great game. I kept saying, "Oh my god, this is exactly what Oliveras was talking about." So you can kind of see that influence. It was fun to watch that. Of course, the second game it was thirteen to seven or something like that, and everybody hit everything out of the park. So in between, there were good fundamentals, but that was no longer so much small ball. But we had one. And it's nice that we got sort of a preview here at No Crying in Baseball of Martinez's influence from Oliveras and using small ball to to win that game, totally depending on the pitching. But what a cool start for the Nationals. Very fun to watch that. Hey, we have a we have a a, a grooming note. Yeah, we're going to try to keep up a little bit with our grooming segment. I only saw one that really jumped out at me, and that's Hanley Ramirez of the Red Sox, who has great grooming, wonderful dreadlocks that have gotten much longer this year. But it seems to be a really efficient thing, because last year when his dreadlocks were a little shorter and bunchy, 
he would lose his helmet in every at-bat. Things looked a little bit better this year. The the dreads are longer, a little bit closer to the head. He's looking real good. So that's some bleached ends, right? And, so I just got a little little extra pizzazz there. Oh yeah, a little bit of zip there on the bleached tips, and uh, and he wasn't losing his helmet as much, and he's looking like he's doing pretty well. Practical and snazzy. I like it. I cannot contain my excitement because the Nats are coming home, and Potty Mouth and I are going to the home opener uh, on Thursday so against psyched. the Mets. I'm taking the day off of work. I've got my sub all lined up. I am set. My daughter is feeling a little <laughs> coming on. So I mean, with all the protests going on, she can't do another unexcused absence. I usually am very bold and saying, well, come on. It's an important ball game. Right. She's not going to school this time. I think she's calling in sick, too. I think that's fair. I just want to know how much I have to wear. You guys look fucking freezing at the exhibition game with your parka and your gloves. Snow and... boots optional. Damn. We'll keep an eye on that. In the meantime, the warmer way to do all this is fantasy baseball. And we have our first update on our Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League. And here's our new closer because we don't have any more countdowns, but we do have our top four and I'm in first place. Neener, 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 neener. This is my one week where I get to gloat. Who knows what tomorrow brings? But right now, Potty Mouth's posse number one is number one. And in second place, we have Deborah F. For our, from the West Coast fandom. Third place, we have Vino Tinto, our mostly Venezuelan team except for Mike Trout and one other dude. And in fourth We call place, him Giancarlo Stan. <laughs> oh, right. But we don't talk about him anymore. He's dead yeah, to us. No, no. Yeah, I, I just forgot. I just, it slipped Move my mind. Move on to number four. Number four is number really important four, to me. Number four, NCIB Patty's team. That's my Zoom B team. In. My B team That's is crazy. number four. My A team is like down to number seven. My B team is all fucking injured. I had to do a bunch of benching and switching on my B team. It's a long season. We're in it for the long haul. You can keep an eye on us on uh, on Facebook and you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. In the meantime, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth.